All right, guys, we're here on Check the Kick podcast. I'm sorry I was gone last week. I just want to start off with that. I got caught up with life, work. It was my mom's birthday, and I just decided to take a week off. And uh, I think I chose the right time to do it because the Kelvin Gastelum and Robert Whitaker card was not awesome. I have a guest on the show. I have Max from 4 Ounce MMA. Go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, like you said, I'm from France MMA, the Instagram account. Um, got a decent following. By all means, have a look. I'm sure um, it'll be put somewhere. I'm not sure. But France MMA, yeah, I run that account. We've run it for about roughly two and a half years or so. Really started taking it seriously about a year ago. And, you know, the um, the feedback we're getting from people is really good. So, yeah, I uh, appreciate having me on as well. Honestly, appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. And tell everyone where you're from. I mean, they they might know with your accent, but tell them where you're from. Yeah, I'm from England. So, yeah, UK. Yeah, it's uh, 3 in the morning right now, but, you know, anything for the podcast, you know. <laughs> 3 a.m., so this guy deserves a medal. Um, if you guys are listening to this, you need to send him a direct message. Thank him for taking time out of his sleep to be here. Um, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and we're we're kind of being selective, but we're going to go through UFC 261. Um, did you watch? Did you watch the? Um, did you watch the press conference today? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Can it you? Was, it, it, yeah, no, it, it was alright. I mean, Jorge and Kamaru had their little, you know, back and forth, but other than that, it was all pretty respectful on both parts. One thing I was actually, I don't know if it's just me, but. Zhang Wei Li and Namajunas' stare down looked like one of the most like anticlimactic things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't so know if you've seen it yet. I, I've only seen um, little bits because I just got off work. Yeah, I've only seen little bits and pieces of little bits and pieces. I saw the back and forth with Usman and Jorge, where everyone's saying that Jorge sounds sick. He sounds like he has a stuffy nose. I don't know if you've heard that yet. But um, once we're done, you should go back and listen. I kind of, he just sounds nasally. Like he sounds like his nose is a little bit stuffy. I hope he's not sick because if he loses this fight, there's no fucking chance in hell he's yeah. ever getting, he's never fighting for a title again. Um, before we get into the breakdown, I want to ask you, if you are Dana White, who do you want to win this fight? Usman or Jorge? What is better for the UFC in a whole? I, I mean, if I was Dana... Because knowing, knowing Dana's mind, I, I had a, I don't know, it, it depends with, you know, with these, like, big events. It, it'll depend on how much, you know, pay per you bring in, profit, all that stuff. If it's based on money-wise, then I think the obvious one Dana would want to possibly win is Jorge. But if this is me, I, 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 would, I would want a Kamaru to win, purely because... Because, I, I, as you said, I've got, like, this, like, the UFC, the development stuff on right now. I'm, like, my favourite fighter is Francis Ngannou, by absolute mile. My favourite fighter I've been, like, following for all the years. Like, and I really want that UFC Africa to happen. And if Kamaru is still a champ there, you got possible three title fights. Usman, Ngannou, Izzy, if he's still got it, you know. But, nah, if, if I was Dana, I'd probably want Jorge, purely because, you know, he's got that BMF title. That's always going to have some 
like some name to it, even though it's completely pointless in my opinion. But yeah, I'd say probably Jorge if I was Dana. I <clears throat> I would say that I agree with you. I think a Colby rematch with Usman is a definitely sellable fight, but I think a <coughs> Colby and Jorge fight is probably even more marketable just due to Jorge. Say, if Jorge wins and Nate Diaz beats Leon Edwards, there is a BMF rematch for 170-pound welterweight title. Yeah. Um. You could even see Conor McGregor jump up and fight Jorge Masvidal if Jorge wins that belt, which is not something I'd like to see. Um, fuck no, if you ask me. Honestly, I don't think Conor deserves that. I think he deserves to fight Dustin Poirier again. Yeah, um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of cool matchups you can make with with you know regardless of the outcome. You Jorge even said if if I beat him this time, I want to fight him a third time because I can't be even with this guy. I respect that. Good for him. Um, so yeah, I, just, I wanted to ask you that, and then. You were talking about UFC Africa, so that sparked a question in my head. Out of the three African champions that are currently champions right now, who is the first African champion to lose their belt? That's a tough one, you know, because they're both like they're both kind of. There's three. Maybe not, maybe not so. Francis I guess you yet, can... because he's not a title defense. Sure. Well, he can lose yeah. it. So does Francis lose his next fight? Does Israel lose his next fight? Or does Usman lose his next fight? Who's got the best odds of losing? I hate to say it, but it just based on that it's heavyweight and really literally anything can happen in heavyweight. I think either Francis or Israel. I, I, I think Kamaru is going to be up there for quite a while and be like, you know, on the levels of like GSP and that kind of goat status of the division. I think he's going to be there for a while. Unless, I mean, unless Colby does something, but... Yeah, I'd probably between Izzy and Francis, I'd say. I think Kamaru's pretty solid and will stay there for a while. Yeah, I agree with you. I think um, I think the Francis Ngannou that fought Stipe last time could have probably beat any heavyweight in the world that had ever existed in MMA. Yeah. I firmly believe that, and I stand behind <laughs> that. I think that performance was absolutely perfect from him. Um, yeah. Israel, if you watch... Um, the Marvin Vittori fight, he did not put Marvin in any trouble and then got taken down in the third round. And then if you watch the Jan Blahovic fight, he got taken down in the last two rounds in a five-round fight. Um, a guy that can take a shot and that can wrestle that has a good gas tank. Mm. Someone like a Marvin Vittori is probably the biggest threat to Israel at 185, in my opinion. Um, Robert. Robert being number two, the only reason why I say Robert number two is I don't think Robert is as durable as Marvin Vittori. I think he's a equal wrestler, maybe even better. I just don't think he's as durable as Vittori. I think someone that's super durable that can take the shots and take him down. And I just don't know. Derek Lewis is going to fight Francis Ngannou next. It's not going to be John Jones. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I think if... <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, if, yeah. I think Derek Lewis can knock out any human on the planet on any given night. So I agree with you. But I think number one would probably be Izzy. Um, and that is a hundred percent on me being unbiased, even though, you know, how I know, you know, how I feel about him, but I'm, I'm yeah, being unbiased. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to hop into the card. We're going to start with the first fight on the prelims starting at five o'clock Pacific time. We got Pat Sabatini versus the, I mean, the underdog story of the UFC. Oh, hello. Quick. 
Tristan Connolly is another underdog, plus 185. And Pat Sabatini mm-hmm. is coming in at minus 225. So he is a about two to one favorite, just more than two to one favorite. Which one's that on? Is that on which, which, where, which? Um, I know it's best fighters, but which um, play? Ooh. So that is from Five Dimes, where that, that line is. Oh, from. yeah. Five. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's kind of hard not to agree with those odds. But then again, Connolly, like, have you seen him recently on his Instagram? Dude, stuff? he's shredded now. He's fucking yeah, yeah, shredded. Yeah. He's fucking shredded. Yeah, like, I, I, depends if he's taking the time to, like, it looks like he's taking the time to really, like, try and reinvent himself and all that stuff, which is fantastic if he is. And like, yeah. especially with the performance against Pereira, he's got all that stuff to possibly build on as well. Like, it's kind of the perfect time for him to do that. I, you know, I think that Pereira performance was seventy-five um, percent uh, Michelle Pereira's fault why he lost that oh, fight. Yeah, yeah. But Tyson Connolly did not look. Yeah, he's doing fucking backflips, and he sees a guy that should be fighting at 155. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be at, this is going to be at, I think this is going to be at featherweight. Let me see really quick. I'm pretty oh, sure this fight's at featherweight. That's why. So, let's see. Okay, no, I'm, I'm. No, it says featherweight here. It says featherweight. Yeah, it's at 145, so. Yeah, yeah so he. Why so shredded down as well. It's crazy too if you look at ninety welterweight in the world. So he fought at welterweight. He's coming down two weight classes. I, he looks Tristan Connolly looks like he's in incredible shape. If you guys don't know about Tristan Connolly, he is part of. He works for EA Sports and he actually built the UFC video game. He helped build the UFC video game and he's. I never knew that's that. that's what he does. Yeah, so he is a fucking he is a gaming and computer nerd. So yeah. and he's a, a fucking. He's a fighter for the UFC, so he's a badass fucking dude. Um, I'm going to go with Tristan Connolly. I think he's going to come in there tough. He's going to be bigger. He's a good grappler. He's a black belt. And I love his underdog story. You can't not root for him. Um, I don't have any chips in on this. I'm not betting. So I'm going to root for Tristan Connolly. I'm going Tristan Connolly here. I can 100% respect that. And as well, like Connolly, like you said, Connolly's underdog story is really, like, really hard to ignore. I mean, he did a fantastic job against me. Even though, like you said, a lot of the um, blame for that loss could, was on Pereira's side, but Tristan stuck to his guns, you know, but like the, did his basics, stuck to his guns, and it paid off for him big time. For me, a big thing is how his weight cut will go, considering it's gone down two weight classes. I mean, I don't know if he fought on World on a regular basis, or was that was just a one-time thing. I think he was a lightweight before, actually, so it might not be too bad, but... Sure. For me... Like before, I could make like any solid pick. I just want to see how Tristan looks on the scales first. And again, if he, if he looks great, if he looks like you know strong, then for me, then it's gonna happen. For me though, I want to slight. I'm gonna slightly side with Sabatini purely because I've 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 watched a lot of his fighters from CFSC. I think it was. He was a champion there for quite a while. And um, I think, do you see him how he lost his belt? I think it was like, I think his arm snapped or something. Yeah, he lost. So he lost in 2020. So last year in February, he yeah. lost via arm injury um, against James Gonzalez, which is weird in round one, like in, with 46 with forty six seconds left, he fucking lost to an arm injury. Um, yeah. Pat Sabatini's great. Yeah. He, 
the the thing that worries me is Tristan Connolly's bread and butter. His his number one thing is his grappling, his his jujitsu. And if you look yeah. at Sabatini's record, he has no losses by submission. He only loses decisions. He's never been finished. He's he loses split decisions. He's one of those types of dudes. Those are kind of dudes that can you know. They know how to win fights. If you you know if your losses come from split decisions and you've never been finished, he's got a thirteen and three record. He's fought in CFFC. That's a, a great you know. They're a they're a great organization. So it's it's. It's a tough call. I am just picking to try to will it into existence. That's why I'm picking Tristan Connolly. The odds are why they should be. Sabatini should win the fight. Yeah. But I'm rooting for Tristan Connolly because he's a, he's he's a fucking video game guy. He he came in yeah. at 170, fought Pajera, like you said, stuck to his guns. He's a hard guy not to root for, and he's a good dude. So you got he's Sabatini. One of those guys that you see on those like Instagram pictures, and it's like this guy could beat the shit out of you. Just Tristan, just standing there looking like some nerd. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, exactly. It's one of those deals where you see him and you're like, "Really? Yeah, this guy will take your fucking soul and eat it." Yeah, he fucking will. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, so we're gonna move on from that one. Next fight on the card is one that I'm pretty excited about. I'm torn on it. Oh yeah, this one. I don't have a pick for it yet, um, and I'm going to just let it flow. We're going with Brandon Allen versus Carl Roberson, and let me grab the odds on that real quick. So Roberson is a plus 135 underdog and Brennan Allen is a minus 155 favorite. You can get him as high as minus 175 or as low as minus 148. I think the line is where it should be. Brennan Allen is coming off of a pretty vicious knockout to Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland is a pretty good striker. Um, fixed, isn't he? Like, he's, he's switched, isn't he? He's, he's, he's doing bits now. Do you watch him? Do you follow him on Instagram? Strictly, yeah, he's huge, isn't he? He's big, but he's, he's also huge. he's also like a fucking psychopath. Like he lives yeah. in an apartment. He lives in an apartment with no furniture. All he does is just ride his motorcycle, do crazy shit in his motorcycle, and just come to practice and fucking spar. Like he is a dude that lives for fighting. If MMA wasn't in his life, he'd be in fucking prison. I was gonna like, say that, like, I was gonna say that's kind of the perfect. <laughs> thank God he's in the UFC. You know? Yeah, like if. If he wasn't in the UFC, he would be in prison because he would just be, yeah. you know, you know, rolling heads in fucking bar fights. Um, Sean Strickland's a bad. He's, he's got Jocko, isn't he? Yeah, he's fighting Jocko, and he's gonna piece him up. He's gonna knock him out. Um, so I am torn on this because if you look at Carl Roberson, Carl Roberson cracks. He hits hard. Marvin Vittori ran straight through him. Marvin Vittori, they had the fucking, you know, they had their running in the hotel when he had to pull out because he had a bad wake up. Vittori's yeah. pissed off as per usual. And when they got matched up, Marvin Vittori took him down and choked him out instantly. It was like it was yeah. an instant sub. Like he just it was it wasn't like Aljamain Sterling, Corey Sanhagen walk him down and choke him out. But it was something similar. You know, he took him down. He just completely dominated him. But Carl Robeson hits hard as shit. He like we're we're before we started recording. We were talking about him and Glover. He almost knocked out Glover. He he cracks hard. He's got good wins and he's also a pretty good wrestler. Brendan Allen. He had a few a, fights in glory as well, didn't he, Robeson? Yeah, he used to be a kickboxer. He's he's, gonna say, he's got a fight here against he lost, but uh, Jacoby as well. He's he's got a pretty he's got like yeah. a sneaky good record. Like he's fought he's fought some dudes. He's got losses. You know, like I said, he lost to Marvin Vittori, rear naked choke round one. He kind of just got walked down. Um, he lost he lost by submission. Also, arm triangle to Glover. We were just talking about that. He mm. lost a, he lost again. You know, one fight Fahir, before that. Bro. Arm triangle. For hair arm. She's so he's got a lot of his losses. That are submissions, aren't they? They're all they're all submissions, which is worrisome. Fighting a dude like Brandon Allen, 
Brendan Allen is a great grappler, but he is he doesn't have good takedowns. He's got he's a typical jujitsu guy that is great on the ground, great in scrambles. He's great in the clinch. He likes to push you up against the cage. He's great at all that, but he just doesn't have the best takedowns. He's also fucking hittable. He's really, really fucking hittable. This is oh, like yeah, a still, yeah. Str- Strickland made that very clear, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he made it real, real fucking clear. And and yeah. and um, the one that knows about it best is him. He got caught a lot, and he gets caught in every fight. He's really hittable. Um, mm. I could see Carl Robeson coming out like a bat out of hell, and trying to put him out in the first round, and saying, "This is I'm not going to let this fight go to the round two. I'm going to come out here and and put hands on him." Yeah, Carl like, Robeson. Yeah. I could see that happening. Um. I have to pick Brendan Allen just based... I'm agreeing with you on that as well, to be honest. Just because, like, the grappling for me and the, all the losses that Robinson's had, it almost kind of writes a script kind of thing, you know what I mean? It's... If you were not... If you were not a MMA fan and you were just picking fights based on odds, you would pick this fight and you would be picking Brendan Allen just based on his finishes, his submission wins, his durability. He's a tough dude. Brendan Allen... Brandon Allen's a tough dude. Like he's mm. and he's he's fought a lot of good dudes. He's fought Kyle Dalkaus. He's fought Stone Strickland. He beat Kyle Dalkaus. He and those are good fighters. So I think it was his first three wins beat Kevin Holland, Tom Breeze, yep. Dorcas. Like, I mean, Holland's. I mean, you can see where he's at now. I mean, ugh. but you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's still a good win though. 100%. Marvin Vittori, Marvin Vittori didn't submit him. Derek Brunson didn't submit him. You know what I mean? So it's 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 hard to not pick Brandon Allen, but I could also see Carl Roberson coming out like a bat out of hell and putting hands on him and hurting yeah. him and finishing him. Carl Roberson yeah. hurts if a lot. If Roberson's going to win, I think he has to get it done as early as possible, really. Yeah, and, that, and the, he just has yeah. to catch him slipping. That's, that's the way that I see it happening. It, it goes one or two ways, but when you pick fights and you have favorites and they're not huge favorites and one person is predominantly a striker and the other one is predominantly a grappler and has a brazilian jiu-jitsu back black belt probably always go with the grappler man (laughs) um so yeah we're both we're both on brendan on there good shit that's um but that's a good fight because it's it's it could be a tale of two it could be a tale of two fights it's either brendan allen gets completely knocked out or Carl Roberson gets beat by arm triangle. Like it's yeah, it's, it's a really typical striker grappler matchup, isn't it? Like the really like typical one. And and Roberson does have some wrestling in his back pocket, mm. but if he goes to it, it, he'll be putting the fight in Brandon Allen's wheelhouse. Even if he gets yeah. top, even if he gets top control, the only way that he he would have to get a takedown, split the guard, go into side mount, and go into full mount. In under a minute, and he's yeah. not going to do that. And so, yeah, we're both on Brendan Allen there. Cool. That's a, that's a good fight. Um, another good fight too. A uh, pretty sleeper fight. Dwight Grant versus Stefan Sekukath. I don't think I said that right. Um, yeah. So, um, I'm gonna let well, you rock Sekulich, with this yeah. first. Yeah. Sekulich. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, Sekulich. So yes, you nailed the name. I'm gonna let you take this one first, man. Tell me how you feel. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen Sekulic for quite a while. I don't think. I think he's returning. Um, when it was his last fight, I think it was years ago. I'm pretty sure. I don't know how far down it was. Yeah, lost to Ramazan Amiv in 2018. So he's been away for a long time. Ramazan Amiv is a solid dude, though. 
I was going to say, yeah, Amuse is a really solid guy. And that, that was his first fight in the UFC, actually. So that was his only first fight. Um, but again, yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I don't know too much about Sukulic purely because of the long layoff. And, you know, again, we don't know. Like, he could come and be, like, completely... He could come back and be amazing, be a new fighter and all that stuff and be tr- really good. But it's, if, like, if, you, if you're betting on Sukulic, it's all about, you know, it's just the... Um, wondering which circulator is going to come out, if he's going to be like a completely different fighter or if he's going to be, you know, you know, I mean, I, I say not as good, but we, like we said, we don't know. There's the, there's the, the, um, the wondering factor of Sukulic. And with Dwight Grant, his last fight, Daniel Rodriguez, wasn't it? Banger. Was a, it was a fucking that, yeah. banger. He almost knocked him out and then he came he back and then he got it. knocked out. <laughs> yeah. Dwight Grant, he, I'm pretty sure he came from Contender Series. Contender Series guy, yep. Yeah. I'm a huge contender series guy. I love contender series. Me too. Yeah, Fuck it's, yeah. It's, awesome. it's a shit. There's, there's a lot of contender series guys, isn't it? As well. Like Robertson, Allen, they're both contender series. I'm pretty yep. sure. So. Yeah, yeah. It's great for the UFC because they can sign talent for little to no money. Mm. Um, and they can pay them 10 to win or 12 to win, 12 to show. And if they're a bad motherfucker like Adrian Yanez, they can they can get $50,000 on their first two their first two, you know, showings from mm. from contender series. A lot of them have been busts. Um, I think Sean O'Malley. I don't. I'm not a huge Sean O'Malley fan, but I think Sean O'Malley is has been worth the investment just because of the star power he has. So I think he's, you know, just him alone has been worth the investment. Yeah. Um, but there's, you know, one of them has fought uh, a guy from the contender series, fought Davison Figueroa, Alex Perez. You know, he mm. fought him. For the, he fought him for the title. So you know, there's. In five years, we're going to see a contender series champ. All right, so back to fucking Dwight Grant and Stefan. I'm going to, I'm not even going to say his last name. He is from Serbia. He has, he likes a guillotine choke. He's got a lot of wins by guillotine. That's his, that's his bread and butter. Um, He lost, he doesn't, his losses aren't ugly losses. Like he lost, he lost a decision to Ramzan Amiv. Not a big deal. And then, you know, before that, he lost in 2017 via leg injury in round three. Um, I don't know if that is from calf kicks because I haven't seen that fight. I don't know if it's from mm-hmm. calf kicks or I don't know if it's from a hyperextension. I'm not too sure. It was in fucking Serbia for the Serbian Battle Championship. So uh, I'm sure Serbia, how they do things down there, that's pretty rough, isn't it? <laughs> Serbia is yeah. crazy and that stuff. People from Serbia are fucking crazy. Um, yeah. yeah. If you're from Serbia and you listen to this, shout out. You're dope. Serbia is fucking... <laughs> you know, there's some crazy motherfuckers in Serbia. Yeah, 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 trust me. And then he also lost to David Zawada. He got he got finished um, by David Zawada, but David Zawada is a, a UFC guy. He's a UFC vet, and he's been fighting That's the saying, UFC. Like, That's going to happen. Zawada's a very respectable guy in that division, so... Yeah, he's not, a, he's not a bad fighter, and, you know, in 2015, I could definitely see him catching a body. Um, Dwight Grant, just like we were saying, contender series guy, he's got a pretty good record himself. He fights out of that same camp. He's over there with Angela Hill. Angela Hill, and um, he, he, you can always see him hitting pads with Angela Hill's husband. He comes out of that. They come out of that same camp. Uh, Dwight Grant's a good talent. I think he is a little fresh for the UFC. I don't know if he's. He's quite... thirty-six, actually. He's older than I thought. He's not young, but he's he's fairly new to MMA. He's a good striker. Yeah. He's pretty technical. He's one of those like nerdy am, you know anime dudes. I could see him catching stuff on here. Let's pull up the line because you started talking about this before we even gave yeah, him the line yeah. out. Uh, rookie shit by me. Um, 
so on at the moment, isn't he? Two yeah. to one. Yeah. Minus two twenty. So he's he's you know more than two to one favorite. Stefan's Stefan is coming back at plus one eighty, and that's off five dimes. Um, I could see money coming in on Stefan if he's if he can you know be tough and and hang in there with Dwight. Dwight has mm-hmm. shown that he can get caught. You know, Daniel Rodriguez caught him. He came out there and you know put some hammers on Daniel Rodriguez and almost finished him. He came back and he came back and ended up getting you know knocking him out. So it's it's a tough fight for me to pick. I'm gonna go with Dwight Grant. It's he's a heavy favorite. It's a chalky it's a chalky play, but I just think he is more composed fighter. I think he's a better dude, and I think he just hits harder and he has better striking. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on that one. Again, like it's, it's more of a safe pick with Grant because, like I said, with with Sekulic, it's just it's the mystery factor. He's been away for so long. Um, we don't know, you know, how much he's either improved or declined. We don't know yet, and that's a bit too much of a risk for me personally to stick a stick a win on him, especially against a Dwight Grant, very powerful striker. Have you seen like his, his, his like his body? Like he's got he's got the like the tiniest torso, but he's, he's got the longest reach. It's really weird. It's like um, he has like a Kevin Lee ish type, like you know, like a small torso, like you said, but long. He's yeah. like he's he has a weird big, frame. Bro. 76 and a half inch reach like that's like for a welterweight is it that's that's pretty like yeah i mean that's yeah what's yeah so it's he's up there with that same similar reach to like kamaro usman which is probably kamaro is probably the second biggest welterweight on the roster behind michelle pahara pahara is probably the biggest welterweight on the roster he's fucking huge he's huge isn't he he's ripped as well yeah i don't know how he makes i don't know how he makes 170 I have no fucking. Well, I mean, I think he missed weight against Conley, didn't he? So. I think he came. I think he came in, but he's made it before. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so if you you made it once, I mean, the, for him to make one seventy once in his career is just fucking crazy. All right, so you're on Grant. I'm on Grant. We're gonna keep it moving. Keep it moving. We are headed to another fight that is pretty fucking intriguing. It's a fight that you don't. It's a make it or break it fight for one of the guys. It's Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute. Line on that is Smith is the underdog. Oh, so is Randy Brown Oliver on the main card? Um, you know, I just skipped it. I oh, fucked okay, up. Brandon. So we'll go back. Um, <laughs> Randy Brown. <laughs> hey, you got someone's got to keep me in check, man. That's no, alright. <laughs> but uh, I'm surprised by Anthony Smith being the underdog. It's pretty interesting. All right, Randy Brown versus Alex Oliveira. Randy Brown. Coming in at, I think Brown's the favorite. I'm pretty sure he. So he is the favorite. He is a minus one forty five. Alex Oliveira coming back at plus one twenty five. That's all five dimes. Um, Alex Oliveira is a Brazilian bull rider that has like twenty kids. Yeah, um, has he? He's dude. He has like twenty kids. It's crazy. That's, I never knew that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, recently, like a couple years ago, he like took one of his kids and got like on a moped and like drove away with one of his kids and like went missing and like the Brazilian police were looking for him. I don't know how this didn't make bigger media. Um, <laughs> it's fucking Brazil though. Crazy shit goes down there. <laughs> I'm Randy Brown. Uh, he's Randy Brown's another dude. He's, he's Randy Brown was from looking for a fight. Wasn't he? He was like one of the first ones. To get I signed. think so. Um, I, th- I think, I think he was on the same one as Sage, wasn't he? Or the believe... one after Sage. I believe you're right. I'm actually going to look into that right now. Mm. Um, and I think, I mean, he's, he's been one of the first ones. I know that for sure. Like. 
So he that was and if it was, it was against um, Robert Plotkin, and he won by a knee in round one in the Ring of Combat fifty three, and that was in two thousand fifteen. So he's been fighting in the UFC since two thousand fifteen. Mm. Randy Brown's got good, pretty good wins. You know, he's he's got submission wins, he's got finish wins. He's he has a, a, a suspicious chin for me though. I think he's hittable, and I think he gets hurt easily. Alex I mean, Oliveira, Vicente Luque is your previous fight, you know. It's a bit, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a but even against like Nico Price getting knocked out on the bottom with hand. I mean, Nico Price does crazy that shit. Was magical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I love Nico Price to death. I'm from Florida. He's from Florida, but mm. he's not the best fighter on the roster. He's he hits I said pretty this after hard. the um, Whitaker gas to them. How Daniel Rodriguez against Nico Price makes. Yeah, That's I'm down for that. Yeah. I'm down for that. That that's a banger. That's what needs to happen. Yeah. He Nico Price is another Florida man. Like if you if you follow him at all, like he's got like ten kids too. Yeah, I think he's got four. four he's got a so, bunch yeah. of kids. They live they live in Central Florida. He has like a river in his backyard. He like swims in the river with snapping turtles and shit. He's a crazy dude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they need to make that happen. But he's got Brandy Brown's got losses like Bala Muhammad. He lost a decision. He can be pressured. I think. I think Oliver. I mean, at, at that time, Mohammed was 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 he on like he was in the middle of one of his like crazy win streaks, wasn't he? Like, was yeah, that, that was back. Like, yeah, that was back in 2017. So, so yeah, like Bilal, that's allusion to Bilal. The decision as well, like, that's that's gonna happen. That's probably the most Bilal Mohammed thing to like happen, really, isn't it? Like, that's <laughs> how Bilal Mohammed. Yeah, he pressures you, he walks you down, he tries yeah. to out cardio you, and he wins decisions. Um. <laughs> There's a reason why he didn't get a rematch against Leon Edwards. So I am really torn on this fight. Reason being is Alex Oliveira has fought everyone. Yeah. And he's looked great in some fights and he's looked terrible in some fights. Like when he lost to Gunnar Nelson, when he got that giant cut on his head and he got choked out. I want want to see Gunnar Nelson again. He's gone again for a bit. I don't know what's happened to him. I don't think he's in the UFC anymore. Is he not? Yeah, I think he's gone. Oh. That's nice. I like Gunnar. He's like good little fighter. Yeah, he's 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 good. No, he's not bad. He he's got a great top game. That's his thing. He's a good grappler. Um, I he's he's also taken bad losses like the Ponzi and shit. Those are ugly. But um, I'm torn on this fight. Oliveira has fought everybody. Oliveira can be pressured against the cage, and Randy Brown is capable of that. I think Randy Brown is probably better in the clinch. I think Randy Brown is going to be bigger, potentially stronger. I think Oliveira is more durable of the two. I think yeah, he can hit. I think he can hit Randy Brown hard enough to hurt him. I just don't know if he can have the fight he needs to have to do that. I think Randy Brown can press him up against the cage, make him fight in the clinch, try to grapple him. If Randy Brown tries to strike with him, I think he can also outstrike Cowboy Oliveira. But it I think which he, Cowboy turns up really because sometimes it, you get the Cowboy. That had that fight with um, what was it, Yancy Madeiros? He lost, but that was that fight was a fucking banger, mental. And then you could have the one that you could have the Alex Oliveira that beat Carlos Condit by guillotine. Like it, he, it's it's weird, but he's very inconsistent. Like he beats he beats Carlos Condit and then loses three in a row. Nelson Perry Dalby, and then picks up two wins again. Loses to Rak- Rakmanov. By the way, he's a he's he's gonna be Rakmanov good. is a beast though. He's a fucking yeah. beast. Rakmanov's a beast, like. But like it, it depends which Oliveira turns up, and you never really know which one's going to turn up, and it's kind of annoying. 
So <laughs> it's, it's weird because he he can win any way too. He's got good jujitsu. He's got good striking. Like he, you know, he beat Tim Means. He choked out Tim Means rear naked choke. And then his next fight, he knocks out Ryan LaFlair in round one. So it's like you don't. He's capable. He's capable of submitting Randy Brown. He's capable of knocking out Randy Brown. I just yeah. don't know if he's gonna. You don't know what Cowboy is gonna show up, and you don't. Sometimes Cowboy will fight whatever fight you want to have with him. Sometimes yeah. he'll fight his fight. It's just weird. He, if Randy Brown commands the fight and fights the fight he wants to fight, Randy Brown should win this fight. If Randy Brown fights a fight where he stands and bangs and tries to trade in the pocket, he can win seven out of ten minutes in the stand-up and get caught and get knocked out. He can win nine minutes and get caught and knocked out because I think he's a little bit chinny. I think he gets touched easily. Um, a guy like Vincente Luque that has good power but zero def- zero defense is willing to stand in the pocket and hurt him and finish him. I think Oliveira is can be just as durable as as Vincente. And I, he doesn't hit as hard, but I think he can you know fight a similar fight to him. I'm going to go with Randy Brown. I think Randy Brown is just going to be able to pressure him against a cage, like I was saying, and and fight in the clinch. And I think he can, you know, make it a, make it a dirty fight and win. Rachmanov just beat him by guillotine. I think Randy, Randy Brown can do the same thing. Randy Brown has guillotine wins on his record. He's bigger. He's a little bit longer. Um, I would like to see Oliveira win, though. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I just realized Rand, Randy, I think he's huge. He's like 6'4", something, 6'3". Yeah, 6'3". He's tall. He, he, 70 he, inch reach, like 70, 78, sorry. Like, he's, he's huge for this division. And like you said, the thing is, in, in Jacksonville, they, they, they don't have those smaller octagons again, do they? They got the, like, the, or is it just the, like, the bigger ones now? They got the smaller ones still. You know, this is going, this, I am assuming since it's going to be a live show, in Florida, I'm assuming they're gonna bring, they're gonna wheel out the bigger octagon. Mm. Um, I don't know, off, I don't know honestly. I can't give you a, an honest or, or correct answer on that. Yeah. I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's gonna be the larger octagon. Um, yeah. I don't know if that matters in this fight though. I don't know if that I was matters. Say, in this fight. Yeah, like again, if I, I agree with you again, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take Randy Brown as well. I mean, yeah, I really think he can really like implement his game plan. Like you said, in those clinch situations, up against defense, possibly getting those takedowns. I think his wrestling's a bit it could be too much for Oliveira in this. But like we said, any Oliveira can turn up at any given night, and like I can easily see him knocking him out easily. Like that's a very do that's a very realistic <laughs> situation for this fight. But I think Randy Brown, like you said, gets it done with his wrestling clinch and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I'm gonna stick with Randy as well with you. If you are going to gamble and pick this fight. I would suggest that you, if you were a gambling man and you wanted to bet Oliveira, you need to bet by finish. That I'm is how, I, that's how I would bet that prop. That's how I would, that's yeah. how I would bet this fight if I was going to gamble. I would say that this, like, this is probably, like, as an underdog, I think Oliveira's probably got the best chance of cashing that on this card. One of the best chances, I think. And him probably by, like, first or second round finish, you know, under two and a half is probably, like, yeah. plus 500 or something so you could you know turn out i don't i don't know the number i'm just making one up but yeah. I, I would assume it's around there um all right so we're moving on to anthony smith versus jimmy crute uh, as you can tell i was pretty fucking excited about this because i completely skipped oh, yeah. over randy brown <laughs> um i haven't looked at the odds until we started talking a little I bit ago the favorite, isn't he? crute yeah, is, is the favorite yes yeah, which is the one on some as well actually i don't know i'm, I'm surprised by the odds i'm not gonna lie I think that's crazy because Crute yeah. lost. Crute has lost. His only loss 
comes by a submission. Mm. Anthony Smith is not going to strike with this guy. Anthony Smith is going to fight him the same way he fought Devin Clark. Anthony Smith can't lose another fight. Anthony Smith has to grapple. Anthony Smith is, he doesn't have great takedowns, but he's a very underrated grappler. Anthony Smith is tough as shit. He's one of the toughest dudes on the roster. The dude got, if he could have had, I was Zirkunov, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he lost to Misha Zirkunov by submission. Um, Kroot has big power. Kroot hits hard, he's young, he's explosive. He gets really overzealous, especially in the grappling, and he gives up bad positions. That's how he lost to Serkinov. I don't think he can do that against Anthony Smith. I don't think he can get into a a grappling and scrambling exchange. And then, you know, even if he gets a takedown, I, I could easily see Anthony Smith getting a reversal and maybe taking his back or getting in full mount and taking an arm. Um, do you think this could be like a similar to like a Devin Clark? That's like, how I think. And, yeah. That's how I think Anthony Smith's going to fight this fight. I think Anthony yeah. Smith's going to want to grapple. I think he and Anthony Smith loses fights until he's not losing them. Even against Devin Smith, he was in compromised positions in the grappling. Mm. But Smith was able to turn it around and get a submission and he was able to get his win. That's how he gets all of his wins. Look at his win, you know, look at look at his Gustafson win. Look at his Volkan Uzdemir win. I was really I, impressed by that Gustafson win actually. I was really impressed. I was even more so impressed by the by the Vulcan Uzdemir win. Yeah. Um, like, that win was solid. Like, Anthony Smith has fought everybody, and he's got good wins. He's got bad losses, but he's got good wins, too. Um, I'm going with the underdog. I'm going with Anthony Smith. I think Anthony Smith, if Glover did not finish Anthony Smith, I don't think Jimmy Crute's finishing Anthony Smith. I don't think Anthony Smith loses a decision. Anthony Smith... Hardly loses decisions. He usually gets fucking finished if he loses. I don't think Crute's going to finish him. I think Crute has big, big punching power. He's got good timing. He's got pretty oh, good he wrestling. Is, yeah. Bukowskis knockout. Oof. Yeah. That, Bukowskis had his feet planted wrong and just got caught. Yeah. He got caught in a bad position. But um, I don't see Anthony Smith getting caught like that. I think Anthony Smith's going to probably try to come out, pressure him with the striking. And do fight how kind of how he did against Glover, get in his face and put a lot of pressure with the striking. And then the second Crute tries to fire back, I think Smith's going to go straight to the grappling department. He's going to he's going to completely switch it up on him. I think he's going to come out hard with the striking and then go right to the grappling. And I think he can sub him. And Anthony Smith needs to win this fight. I just don't know where his head's at after the John Jones fight. It's tough. Yeah. Because Crute is fucking solid. Crute's really good. If Crute wins this fight, I want to see him fight Johnny Walker. Oh, that's, oh yeah, that would be good actually. I think wasn't wasn't Crute to fight Walker anyway? Then he got cancelled. Yeah, something else. Yeah, I think they're they're booked at one point, or at least it was in the, it was it was at least being talked about. No, I think Smith was the Walker replacement actually, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, like I think so actually. Yeah. Let me look at that really quick because now I'm, I'm fucking intrigued. Uh... No, Smith was the Walker replacement. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he was because there's a cancelled bout. Yep. Yeah. Because I remember he, um, I remember on Crew's Instagram, he's like, the Walker fights off, we got a bigger name, and blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I already knew it was Anthony Smith, because like, <laughs> who else are you gonna put him up with, you know? But. And Crew deserves the fight with Anthony Smith, and Anthony Smith is a fucking dog for taking this fight because he doesn't yeah. need to be fighting. He doesn't need to fight Crew. He doesn't need this, like, he doesn't. Um, so good for him who would for you taking him against him. If it wasn't Crew, you think, who would you match up Smith with? <sighs> Um, I will need to look really quick. Let me just go. Yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. 
there's, there's a lot of like there's a lot of there's a lot of good there's like the jamal hills there's like who else is coming up um for some reason paul craig has found some weird resurgence but i don't think he's very good to be honest paul craig no it's it's fucking men's light heavyweight in 2021 i think i think a good fight for him would be a guy like ryan span or misha serkinov or even nikita krylov um or magomed ankalaev magomed ankalaev is ranked number seven Mm. I think Angolaev probably fucks him up. I, 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 mean, I, I think Angolaev <laughs> could possibly be like he, he could possibly be champ in the next three, four years, possibly. Like he's, he's I think he could do it in six months yeah. if you if they if they you know if they wanted to. I think I'll say they book him right, yeah. If they book it right, like I could see him beating um I could see Mac I could see him beating Dominic Reyes or Tiago Santos mm. and just out, out grappling them. Um, like, I saw that was it ankle live. I saw that him against Lincoln Buddha live. I kicked him. kicked him into space. Like. Yeah. Um. His record ankle record's a little weird. He hasn't really fought like a. I think he's gonna probably end up fighting the loser of Yuri Prochaska and Dominic Reyes. I yeah. think that's who ankle live should be fighting next. I think he needs to sit out because that fight's about to happen. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I got Anthony Smith. Who are you picking on this one here? For me, like. As when the fight got announced, I was immediately on Jimmy Crew. I'm not gonna lie. And then, like, as we're slowly getting towards it, getting closer and closer, like, I, th- I feel like Anthony Smith's a very easy fight to, you know, underestimate. Um, His whole career, brother. His whole yeah. career, he's been underestimated. Yeah, like very easy, like to underestimate him. And like, he keeps pulling out these performances, like you said, against Vulcan. Against Shogun at the time, like that was that was a pretty mental one. It was uh, that one was nuts. The elbows against the, the elbow, like, yeah, and then just walk um, off like savage. Just walk off like with his chest like that, like Rashad too, dude. So cool. Him finishing Rashad, I get chills thinking of it. Is I, I, I like so many got finished because I love Rashad Evan. Yeah, that was sad. No, but then again, the one that surprised me the most, like I said earlier, was the Gustafsson win. I, I, I. Gustafsson writing him off in the beginning, I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> he obviously proved me wrong with that one. I I like I know what Smith's weapons are, especially with his grappling and um his jujitsu and stuff like that. Like like I said, it could easily be another Devin Clark situation where he like gets an early submission where you know they're not slipping around, he can easily he can get like a triangle wherever wherever he wants, really. And with Crook as well, I've done like in some of his fights as well recently, I think in his fight against Ola Jacek in New Zealand, I think he took him down like over he took and him over down. And he, yeah, and he and he won by Kimura. I don't know if he should do yeah. that to Anthony Smith. I was going to say he has to strike with him. He can do that to Smith, but like Crute has some like sneaky, sneaky like wrestling judo. I think in his corner, Dan Dan Kelly is in his corner. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's in his team. Amazing judo fighter. I think it's judo fighter. I'm pretty sure. So like he he has that sneaky like wrestling if he wants it, but like. I think the only time he really used it was against Ola Jacek, and that really shocked me about like, how, how easily he's going to take him down and stuff. And I, and I, and I rate Ola Jacek, to be honest. I think he's, like, again, quite an underrated fight. I mean, I, I think he lost to Bukowskis, though, but anyway, we moved. But, um, <laughs> and, yeah, but... Crute's I'm, got... Crute has multiple submission wins on his record. Like, he's yeah. got he's got triangle chokes, he's got arm bars, he's he's also won by ground and pound, so that's he that's not a submission. Craig as well, and he's predominantly a grappler off his back as yeah. well. Yeah, I don't think that those guys have the same um, durability, toughness, and 
will to win that Anthony Smith has. When oh, yeah, Anthony not, Smith, not when Anthony Smith wants for a reason, you know, yeah, like, when he wants to win a fight, he's gonna win a fight. When Anthony yeah. Smith wants to win a fucking fight, like you, he's he usually wins the fights he wants to fucking win. If he wants to win that fight, he's gonna pull the rabbit out of the hat, just like he did to Gus, mm-hmm. just like he did to fucking Ozdemir. Um, and I'm thinking you're picking Smith. You're picking Smith. It's weird because I, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm really stuck on this one. Me too. Because, um, like, like you said, like you're completely correct with like Smith being able to grapple and stuff, and like Kroot has that like power. He's young. He's he's very explosive. He's got that weird like um, sneaky grappling. If he wants to use it, if he uses it against Smith, I think he's an idiot. But he has still, to strike. He has yeah. to strike Smith, and he has to hurt him. And I just oh, haven't. And I don't. He has the power to do it, and he has the speed and explosiveness to do it. Yeah. I don't think he's a technical striker. I don't think he's very technical. Crew. He's technical enough to put Smith in a bad position and maybe put him mm-hmm. on skates. He can club and sub maybe, but Smith's also not tapping. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have oh, to yeah. choke him unconscious. Um, I'm not gonna lie. You, you, you've swayed me towards Smith now because I, I had crew at the beginning, but like. You're swaying me towards Smith as well. I'm not gonna lie. So I, I think I'm gonna agree with you on Anthony Smith. But then again, like I won't be surprised if Crew completely smashes an either. Like it can go either way. Like the reason why I'm picking Smith is because if you're listening to this podcast, I think it's a smart bet for a turn on your money um, because he is coming in at I think he's plus one. one. Yeah, so he's plus one ninety. Mm. So I think that's a a. If I was going to place a bet on any underdog on this card, if you gave me 100 bucks and said put it on an underdog, um, outside of the three title fights, I'd probably put it on I'd probably put it on Anthony Smith. I like him at 2 to 1 odds. And I just think that his his striking is I think their striking is good enough to compete with each other. I think Crude is more explosive and Crude hits harder. Um, but I think Smith can stand with him and I don't think Crude should grapple with Smith. I just don't I just don't know if that's his I'm having a hard time seeing an outlet for him to completely dominate Smith, and that's 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 just why I'm picking Smith. Smith's a vet, you know. If you're getting some, if you can, if you're not knocking out Misha Serkinov and then you're getting submitted by Misha Serkinov, that's like a big red flag to me because you're not getting, you're not knocking out Anthony Smith. And if Misha Serkinov is submitting you and not getting knocked out by you, Smith can do that too. And the weapon is last fight, Span knocked him out in like two minutes, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. So. So yeah, it's just you know it's a, but it's a tough fucking fight. It's a tough fucking fight to pick. It's probably, it's it's almost as hard as this next one that's coming up here. Um, yeah, this one is a tough fucking fight. I don't even, I'm not too hyped up on this fight. It's gonna be Chris Weidman and Uriah Hall. Let me give you the line for that. I haven't seen it yet, but I know Hall's gonna be the dog. Yeah, I think who's the dog is he? Hall is, is. I thought Hall was the favorite. Oh shit! Okay. It's close though, and it probably yeah. switched. Um, plus one hundred five and minus one twenty five. So you got nearly, like nearly pick them odds. Um, mm. nearly pick them odds here for this. This one is this one is tough for me. Yeah. Because I don't know, Uriah Hall could be any middleweight in the world if he wants to win. Oh play. yeah. Yeah. He is technical enough, he's explosive enough, he's got good enough timing, and he's a an, he's an accurate striker, and he's not... When it comes to accurate strikers, you don't see many accurate strikers that are accurate 
with their feet and their hands. He is accurate with his legs and he's accurate with his hands. You know, most strikers, I'm going to use everyone's, you know, everybody knows who Conor McGregor is. Conor McGregor is an accurate striker that has great timing, but he's got the best timing with one weapon. Uriah Hall has great timing with all of his weapons. He can, you know, throw a straight shot down the pipe or he can hit you with a spinning wheel kick and it's accurate oh, and, yeah. and it's and it's well timed. Um, he did that was it against Musashi, didn't he? he? Caught him perfectly. Yeah, dude. Like the first Musashi fight, and, and he can do that to anybody in the world. Like yeah. in the Anderson in the Anderson Silva fight. Like I mean, it's Anderson Silva. He's old as shit, but like he's dropping around to Anderson Silva in 2021 or 2020, whenever that fight happened recently. It dropping was around. So it's 2020. So he he drops a fight. He drops around to Anderson Silva, and then they have a bunch of close rounds where he's not doing anything, and then he goes, "Eh, I'm gonna knock him out now." Yeah. <laughs> and then Silva, you know, Silva makes one mistake, steps into the pocket, and gets caught with a straight shot right down the middle, and gets put yeah. on his ass. Um, it was the like Bavon this... Lewis fight as well. Yeah, Bavon Lewis, like Bavon Lewis, like is not in the UFC round, anymore. Yeah, yeah, I know Lewis is gone. I, I, I had like after the contender series, I had some hopes for him. Like, I think he looked quite. He, he has the tools to be something like to be good. Like he's got the, all the physical attributes, but he just didn't come through for him. I mean. I mean, who was his last fight against? Was it Trevin Giles? Trevin Giles. And then he had a pretty impressive win against, um, gosh, the guy's escaping my head now, but he's no longer in the UFC. His two brothers were, like, murdered recently while he was on the roster. Um, uh, I was thinking Jerome Rivera, but now he found someone. Because <laughs> I know he, like, stabbed his sisters or some stupid shit. That shit's crazy. Yeah. Um, that shit's no, no, me, I was going to say, let me look it up. Oops. Yeah. Um, I know who he is. I know what he looks like. I don't know. I can't think of his name right off the top of my head, but he is also no longer in the UFC. Yeah. Let's have a look. Uh, last loss was to Trevin Giles. Oh, Daquan Townsend. Daquan Townsend. There you go. Yeah. That's who he... But he looked good in the Daquan Townsend fight. He was able to pressure him. He, was, he looked great in the clinch. He was also hurt in that fight. Um, he, he he was injured in that fight. I think his arm was broken in that fight, and he still, like, won, you know. So it's... he's Townsend he's had it rough, though. Like, oh, his UFC one was rough. His UFC run was terrible. Um, well, he's being... than Tadorovich. That's... Ooh. I mean, yeah. Lingue I mean, I don't... I don't rate him too highly, but he's still, a big, powerful dude. Just a powerful guy. Like Townsend, like he first striker through against Lincoln Bullet was a, like really good, quick jab. Like he, yeah. he has like the kickboxing skills. It's just you know the wrestling, isn't it? It's always the wrestling with him. It's <laughs> always the wrestling or the clinch, and I and I don't think he's in the best camp either. I think yeah. he needs to be with a better camp. Um, but back to this. I don't. I don't like this fight. I'm not excited for it. I don't even think it should. I don't think it's a main card fight. It's a rematch, um, isn't it? It's a rematch. So they fought in, they fought back in the day in New York. Um and Chris Wyman knocked him out. And it was Uriah Hall knocked him out, finished him. It was his first it was his first loss. I it's this is another story of two fights because I don't think Weidman looked good against Amari Akhmedov. I think he looked like saying, shit. Like, if it's like the Weidman against Akhmedov against the Hall against Silva, Hall should really slap him up. The problem that the problem that Hall has is that it's a three round fight, and he doesn't fight unless he wants to fight. And sometimes yeah. he doesn't want to fight. 
Um, it, he's a head case. You don't know if his previous loss to Weidman is going to be something that is going to stay there and, and you know, fuck with his head or if that's going to charge him up and that's going to make him want to come out and fight. Weidman is a very, well, he's not underrated grappler, but he's, he's a, you know, he's a good grappler. He's got a really good top game. All-American, wasn't it? Yep. They, he's, yep. He's yeah. an all-American wrestler. He's, he is the all-American. Um, his dad is still proud of him. You know, he's still my boy. Like yeah, he's still his dad. His dad still loves him. Um, he's 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 a Sarah Longo guy. He's trained most of his career down, you know, up in New York, and then he moved down to South Carolina. He's he's now trains over there with Wonder Boy, and then Wonder Boy is his brother-in-law. So you know, you would think his striking would, you know, if his I'm if his father-in-law was fucking Stephen Wonder Boy's dad, yeah. you'd think he would his striking would come along, but I don't. I haven't seen Weidman striking improved. I think his striking has declined. I think his abilities in in total have declined. I think his cardio has declined. His chin has clearly declined. That was the first mm-hmm. thing to go. Um, his he's a good striker, but I think his striking has also declined. I think his timing has declined. He's got good power. I think Uriah Hall is the fresher fighter. I think Uriah Hall has taken less damage throughout his career, and I think I think I think Weidman is more susceptible to damage at this stage of the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know what Hall's gonna show up and I don't know what Weidman's gonna show up. It's very yeah. it's all depends on who's gonna show up because Weidman can come out there with the fucking chip on their shoulder and say, I just saw Israel Adesanya get out grappled. I can do that too. I'm gonna come out here, I'm gonna take this dude down, I'm gonna I'm gonna full mount him, I'm gonna freaking ground and pound him. Or he's going to take down Uriah Hall for two rounds get gassed out, and then get knocked out in the third round by Uriah Hall. I don't know. That's how I see the fight going. Yeah, it's one Uriah can switch you whenever he wants. Like. And it's it's going to be Uriah Hall losing and getting out grappled for a round and a half or two rounds until he says, I'm not doing this anymore, and then he's going to knock him out. Yeah. I'm leaning Chris Weidman only because of Uriah's inability to get the fucking ball rolling. Um... I think if Weidman can win this fight and beat a dude like Derek Brunson, um, he can maybe get a title shot because the UFC likes him and he has a name since he, you know, beat Anderson Silva twice and that he was a dude that put a halt to Silva's career. Yeah. I don't think Weidman has it though, and I don't know who's gonna win this fight. I'm gonna lean Weidman just from his just for his wrestling ability. It's a three round fight. All he has to do is all he has to do is win two rounds and not get finished in the third. And yeah. I and that's that's what I see happening. I'm going to bet on the fact that we have. I'm I'm going to take Uriah Hall in this one. Again, like be very like close. Like you said, it depends which Weidman comes, which Uriah Hall comes. But I, I think we like Chris Weidman got knocked out by Jacare Souza badly. Like that that was like I mean obviously like Jacare he's got he's got insane power his, his striking's underrated as well. The problem that Wildman has is that he is winning a fight and then whatever whatever reason he loses in third like he just he slips and then gets caught like the Jacare fight slipped up got caught. Well <coughs> Romero prime example he's oh, winning the fight and then and then just goes and then shoots a fucking super telegraph <laughs> takedown. And Yo Romero has incredible timing and incredible speed and incredible power. And he timed that shit perfectly and sent him into the Astrodome and put 
Do you remember the fucking cut on his head? Oh yeah, like like you see like the referee pulls him off and you see blood just gushing out like ugh. You don't see you don't see many cut knockouts like that. Normally if people normally when people get knocked out, it's not something that's gonna cut them to knock them out. But mm. it that fucking gash on his head, his skin just split. It was like six inches. You could see his fucking skull. Oh like, yeah. Like you could, his fucking hair was like peeled back and shit. It was fucking gnarly. Um, Uriah Hall can do that. Uriah Hall can. Uriah Hall is explosive enough and has good enough timing to do something like that. Um, so I definitely understand why you're picking Hall. Yeah, that's Worse, what I'm I just feel like Chris, especially in this stage of his career, he's not I, durable. Yeah, and I, I, I know he wants to have another run at the title, but realistically, that's that. I don't think that will happen. I really don't. I think if he loses to Uriah Hall, he might be done. If I'm all, if I'm being honest, if he loses to Uriah Hall, that could be that could be it for him. But yeah, I, I'm betting on the fact that you know Uriah, like you said, like Uriah Hall's striking timing, like he knows what to throw, when to throw it. And if Chris gets lazy for one for one second, then he's he's going to get punished. And I'm I'm betting on the fact that Uriah Hall's going to take the opportunity. And I think he could finish him in the later rounds. If Uriah Hall was a mean fighter with bad intentions, someone mm. like Marvin Vittori, he would be the champion at he would be the champion at 185 right now. Yeah, yeah. He's just not like Uriah Hall doesn't want to hurt people. Like he's <laughs> not he's not a he's 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 like losing it's through it's weird because they're both losing fights until they're not losing them anymore. And it's just it's it's they're in a weird place in their careers. I think you, you think you nailed it. I think Weidman, it's make it or break it. He either goes on a title run or he retires. And who knows what the fuck Uriah Hall is going to do if he wins this fight. Maybe fight like Derek Brunson or maybe like a... I know him and Kelvin have already fought. Maybe he gets a rematch against Kelvin. Um, if Robert Whitaker loses his next... If Till loses his next fight, maybe he fights Till or maybe he fights Cannoneer. I don't yeah. know what Hall does. Um, Paul maybe it will be a banger. Oh, my God. My it would, God. wouldn't it? Oh, my um, God. Or even like him and Sean Strickland. Strickland. I was gonna say. I was gonna say if Strickland wins, I'd give Strickland Gastelum to be honest. Yeah. Nah, he might get knocked out. Yeah, he might get knocked out, but who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Strickland doesn't care. And I think a big thing with Uriah Hall as well, we gotta take note of is that was it? I don't know how. I think maybe two or three fights he's been with Fortis, isn't he? For like recently. Yep. Yeah, he's down in Texas. So yeah, he's, he's, and he's been looking good since. And, Safe he's, side, he's he, he's 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 such he's one of the best coaches around. I think like him, Trevor Whitman, like those, those for me are like the top tier kind of coaches you want to be with. And and like I would add Matt Brown there too. Yeah, Matt Brown. And um, who else? Was, uh, I forgot his name. That was the Harvey's older brother, the GSP coach. For us, for us, for Zahar, us yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he's doing it too much, was he? But yeah, Tristar, he's still but, he's, yeah. he's still coaching in TriStar. His brother fought recently. His brother fought and knocked out a contender Great, series guy. Really yep. Um, I don't All know. All these if contender so. series guys this year seem to be flopping. Like Bahamondes lost. I mean, Saldana won, but I, I thought he lost to be honest. I think he lost that fight too. Um, <laughs> well, JP buys finished by Bruno Silva. There's loads that are just like. Do you follow? Do you follow? Uh, buys on his girl. His wife just. His wife just lost too. Cheyenne. Do you? Do you follow them on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So buys. This is something I despise. I hate when fighters pull out of fights, and they're like the next day within twenty four hours they're like on the beach, 
Like, I hate that shit because if you, if I call off work tomorrow, yeah. if I call off work tomorrow and I go fishing, I'm a fucking dickhead. Yeah. And then if, <laughs> if I, if I call off work and I go fishing and I post pictures of me like chilling by the river, yeah. chilling by a lake or some shit or by the ocean, I'm a fucking dickhead. If my yeah, boss yeah. sees that, my boss would say, hey, dude, I thought you were sick. Why'd you, why didn't you come to work? Yeah, have you heard he's replacing Bias? He's Figueroa. I mean, no, Figueroa's not been replacing him, but who he's got now? It's um, I forgot his name. I've just I've lit, it just literally popped out of my head. And it's annoying. Yeah, I don't know because it's a better fight too. Um, I guess we can look it up. Yeah, yeah. You can always look it up. I literally posted it a few days ago. Francisco Figueroa. It's just it's gone on my head. I forgot now, but I know it's a, I know it's definitely a better fight. It is. Oh, it's Malcolm Gordon. So I don't know if that's a better oh, fight. Oh, okay, maybe not the next Um, yeah, it's Malcolm Gordon. I don't know why. Um, JP Buys is actually a pretty good fighter, but like him and his girlfriend or him and his wife are like on the beach hanging out, and he pull, he got booked. He took the fight, and then he ends up pulling out, and for undisclosed reasons. Maybe that was a tainted supplement, or maybe he just didn't want to get back into camp and he knew his weight wasn't where it was at. Mm. But, like, don't take a fight, then pull out of a fight um, just because. All right, next fight on the line is Valentina Shevchenko, Bullet, versus Jessica Andraj Bate Estaque. Estaca, I think I said it right. The pile driver, that's what it means in Portuguese. Yeah, <laughs> Um, and it's, she it's a should good name for her, isn't it? She loves people. <laughs> she, yeah, I mean that she is a she is a power driver. She is a, a you know a short stout yeah. bad fucking. She's a bad <laughs> woman, and the line on that fight is she's like four to one. Valentina, isn't she? Valentina on five dimes is a minus four fifty favorite, and yeah. Jessica Andrade is a plus three sixty underdog. This is Valentina's toughest fight in my opinion outside of amanda nunez and i think i, I was gonna say i think those odds maybe could be a little bit closer i thought i was shocked how far apart they were but maybe like three to one at like best i don't i didn't think maybe four to one but yeah that's yeah i agree with you 100 percent because jessica if you watch the jennifer maya fight jessica andrash possesses a lot of the same skills mm. that um Maybe not the same skills that Jennifer Maya has, but she can possess. She can expose those same weaknesses that Valentina had. Um, Valentina, after that fight, her stock went up quite a lot. I mean, like she's like her stock went up like loads after that fight, didn't it? Even if she lost, like she won Dude. a round, like isn't it? <laughs> yeah, she won a round against Valentina Shevchenko. I think. Yeah. Um, I think women's 125 is potentially a stronger division than women's bantamweight right now. I, I think. I think women's bantamweight stinks. Um, and I think women. Featherweight's gone, isn't it? I think it's non-existent. Yeah. It's non-existent. You're not. You're. I don't think we're going to see another UFC featherweight fight yeah. unless it's something crazy like Clarissa Shields. Because what about like who did that Danielle Wolf from Contender? She going to go to bantamweight then, didn't she? Or is she gone? I so she has a fight booked with Felicia Spencer, and I'm pretty sure that is the last, the last one. Yeah. I think that's the last one, and I think after that, um, Spencer just Spencer will literally like. <laughs> Destroy her. I'm pretty sure she's gonna take her. She's just gonna take her down and sub her. I think Danielle Wolf lost her contender series fight. I don't think Danielle Wolf's good. Um, she's a big, she was like a former pro boxer or something, so a lot of people are saying that she wasn't even like a pro boxer. That like she's that it's from like some bogus fucking you know, pro boxing dude. There's just like a million different belts and a million different organizations, and 
you know. What's your opinion on like, the whole Jake Paul stuff in the boxing? We could touch on that. Um, I, I think. I don't like Jake Paul at all. So it's probably because I'm British, but I don't. <laughs> a lot of British people hate the guy. <laughs> is it because of the KSI thing? Not, not even that. Like a lot of Americans hate him too. Like not a lot of people like him. Yeah, like say, he's not. Yeah. He's not a liked guy. Like he doesn't. His fan. I feel like more people are going to end up watching him fight to try to watch him lose. Um, yeah. I think that they handpicked Ben Askren and whoever picked Ben Askren and set that up, they should pat themselves on the back because Ben Askren can sell the fuck out of a fight. And Ben Askren was going to lose that fight regardless. Yeah. Um, it, you know. Logan somehow. He's got Floyd as well somehow. I don't know yeah, his that. brother's fighting Floyd. Like, and I mean, I'm, that's ridiculous. Have you heard for that? Apparently, there's like so there's some weird rules there for that. Apparently, Logan can't go over 190 pounds, and Floyd can't go over 160 pounds. I don't know where that's come from, but it's got to, It's just like some exhibition stipulation yeah. that they've come up with. Um, I, I think the odds are like. I was gonna say, minus. surely you can't like give a weight limit for Floyd. I understand for Logan, but for Floyd, surely, surely not. Like, what is he gonna do? Yeah, Floyd. I hope he comes out and he does what he did to Tenshin Nasakawa and just like oh, yeah. come out, come out there and just step on the gas and just fucking put hands on him and finish him. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what he should do. And then I think yeah, yeah. what Floyd should do is after he knocks out Logan Paul, is he should say, "I want to knock out your little brother now and just yeah, knock yeah. out fucking Jake Paul." Um, okay. That would be like that would be such a good day. Honestly. It would be awesome. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't I'll, think I'll happily pay for that. I don't even care if it's a minute long. I'd happily pay for that. Just watch it. Yeah, I would love to see that. Um, I would love to see Jake Paul fight a. <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think boxer. <laughs> he doesn't even have to fight an actual boxer, yeah. but he needs to fight someone that is not retired and someone that can strike. Someone's um, And the problem that I have too is why is he calling out? Why is he trying to pick fights with lightweights and welterweights? You weighed in at one ninety. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. Go fight Yoel Romero. How about that? Yeah, what's his face? Um, Tommy Fury. He's he's apparently a good shout for him. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good fight. Um, I don't know who the same record. Jake's actually taller than him. Jake's bigger than him, to be honest. Like, but by a little bit. But Tommy's like she's like properly built, so that'd be quite a cool one. But no, yeah. (laughs) I don't want him to win his next fight. I want him to, or like you know, there's a rumblings of time. He was talking shit to DC. Yeah, I hate that. You don't do that to DC. (laughs) Yeah, I would. The problem that the problem that I'm seeing is that Jake Paul is calling out MMA fighters to have them fight in boxing. That is like me challenging, you know, that's like me challenging Usain Bolt to a swimming contest. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So it's it's yeah. don't call somebody out and use their fame in their sport and not fight them in their sport. Are you going you know, they they wrestled a lot in high school. They have they have a wrestling pedigree. Um, I just if you're gonna fight somebody, I'm okay with them fighting Tyron Woodley, or boxing Tyron Woodley. I'm okay with that. Um, Woodley can win. Jake Paul can win. Like I I think that you know what I mean. It's boxing. It's completely different than MMA. Um, go. But he's calling out dudes like Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier fucking take his lunch. You know. So whatever. Um, good on Jake Paul for having Ben Askren be hand selected, and even more so, like Jake Paul doesn't need the money. 
Ben Askren doesn't need the money either. He has multiple wrestling academies, but the money yeah. is a lot more useful for Ben Askren. So good on Ben Askren for getting that fucking payday. 100%. He didn't come in shape. He didn't take that fight seriously. And good on him. He was on Ariel's show next fucking Monday. Following Monday, two days later, he goes, I got paid, dude. So good for, good for, yeah. good for, you know. I'm honestly Askren's okay. Will, like what we all want to be, isn't it? Secretly, we, we, we want to be a bit Ben Askren. Like. <laughs> he is just, he is, his ability to take a loss after oh, being, yeah. he has the two worst losses in fucking combat sports history. You like his, yeah. his, the way he just takes it on the chin, you know. Yeah. He's, yeah. Um, all right. So back to, back to Shevchenko and Andrade. Yeah. Um, we went off on a tangent there and I'm okay with it. <laughs> I think, I think Andrade can possess a lot of problems with Shevchenko. I think Shevchenko is usually very successful. Number one, I think she's probably, when it comes to a fighter that is technical and can stay technical throughout a fight, I think Valentina possesses the best skill in the whole organization when it comes to staying technical. I think she's the best fighter at keeping range in the whole organization she has the best she her her ability to keep a fight at range and keep it in the range that she wants to and her her knowledge and understanding of the range and the striking is incredible she's got really good takedown she has great timing she has great timing takedown she sets her shots up well look at the jessica i fight she's she can she sets traps very very well the problems that she has is that her her clinch wrestling you know jennifer maya was bigger than her and a little bit stronger and you could tell yeah um, when Shevchenko got on her back, Shevchenko is dangerous from her back. She has submissions off of her back. She submitted Jessica. Oh my God! Why am I saying Jessica? Um, oh my God! I think it was though. Yeah, Jessica. Yeah, it was Jessica Penne. She submitted Jessica Penne off of her back with a try, with a. That's when Penne was like top five, wasn't it? Yeah, coming yeah. off of coming out of you know coming out of tough and shit, looking great. So she submitted Jessica Penne off of her back via triangle. I just think that Andrade can disrupt all of that. Andrade is a disruptive fighter. That's what she does. She yeah. disrupts your she disrupts your timing. She gets in your face. She's tough enough to take your shots. If you look at the Zhang Weili fight, Zhang Weili has a lot of power and Zhang Weili is really good in the pocket. We'll touch on that next. But Jessica Andrade's march forward walks walked in a straight line and got touched for it. I think if she tries to do that to Valentina, Valentina can can, you know, Head kicker. She's five foot one. Yeah. Jessica Andrade has been fighting with a lot of head movement now. I think if that was a five round fight against Rose Namunas, she would have taken it the second time. She started to pour it on her. Mm-hmm. She's a great counter puncher. Jessica Andrade has a good left hook. This is going to be a really, really close fight. Um, Valentina has some snoozer fights too. She has some fights that can be really, really boring. This What's fight that? won't be boring. Liz Carmouche was shocking, wasn't it? Liz Carmouche came in there to to not get finished she didn't come into that fight to win a fight and if you do that with valentina shevchenko she's gonna say i'll I'll play your game and i'll outpoint you yeah but you know valentina shevchenko can if she sees a chink in your armor she's gonna take it like look at the yeah. look at the jessica i fight she's gonna body kick her twice and then you know third, five and up. yeah it shouldn't have happened but yeah. um amanda nunez fought felicia spencer yeah you know amanda so. nunez Oh yeah, she did a court. Yeah, yeah. And she fought yeah, Megan yeah, Anderson. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> those, those fights happened. Um, Wait for the if Daniel Wolf wins the next fight, it's the title show. <laughs> dude, I don't know if I don't. Yeah, she was even saying that she doesn't. She's she's okay with the UFC getting rid of 145. I don't see him yeah. in the fighting. She's not going to be fighting in 2022. She might hang it up and say I'm retiring for Christmas. 
you know. I mean, after, she, I mean, after Pena, it might be, isn't it? I don't know why Pena's got that fight, but... I call her Jessica Pena, but it is, it is oh, it's Pena. Pena, isn't it? Yeah, it's Pena. Yeah. Um, and she's from where I live, too. She's from fucking... <laughs> um, so... I can see ways for Andrade to win this fight. Yeah. I think Andrade can pick her up and do what she did to Rose. I think Valentina oh, is 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 criminally underrated when it comes to her athleticism and her strength. Valentina, if you look at her fight with Chikagian, easy takedown, caught the kick, uh, took her down, crucifix. got her in the crucifix, you know, and just pounded her face in. Valentina yeah. Shevchenko is the one of one of the most well-rounded fighters on the roster, men and women in total. Oh, Valentina yeah. Valentina is so good. She is nearly a perfect fighter. I think her only weakness is something that Andrade can shine in. Andrade has now she's implementing a lot of head movement with her striking. She has like a peekaboo style similar to like Mike Tyson. Um she doesn't have the same angle cutting ability. She kind of moves in straight lines back and forth. I think that can get her that can get her in trouble. I could see her taking down Valentina and getting on top of Valentina, but I don't know. With Valentina, like she's, I mean, she, I mean, she's not tall for the vision, but because Andrade is so small, like having that low center of gravity. When you got your arms long, there's only one way of going, like especially that low center of gravity. And like when it comes to including men, when it comes to you know strength to weight, like pound for pound, yeah, she's pound for pound, like she's strong as shit. Jessica Andrade is a you know, outside of her being a woman, she is in general a strong human. She has a lot of explosiveness. She's got a lot of durability. She has been knocked out. Um, I don't know if that was to a bad wake up. I don't know if the lights got to her. Um, but Zhang Weili is also very, very good and caught her, you know, was able to time shots in the pocket. If Valentina is willing to stay in the pocket, I think Valentina is crisp enough and has better timing and and probably hits harder than Zhang Weili and has more tools in her striking. I could see Valentina making a read and catching her with a head kick, especially with the head movement. Mm. You you just you have to pick Valentina Shevchenko. I think it's yeah. um I think you can't pick against her until you see her start winning fights the way that John Jones has won his last couple fights. That's when you start picking against Valentina Shevchenko. Yes, she showed some weaknesses against Jennifer Maya, but maybe she didn't take her seriously. Who would have taken her seriously at that up to that point? So I don't blame her for that. Um but Jessica Andrade is is she's formidable. Look how she finished Jukagan, finished her with a body shot, and then finished her up top. Jessica Andrade has fought everybody. She's fought at she's fought at bantamweight. She's a beast. Um, the Cobalt Cavish knockout was scary as well, wasn't it? Scary. I, I, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen a woman ever just like get clocks like that and just push flatlander. Yeah. I've. Seen, I mean, Valentina did it to eye with a head kick, but yeah, but like that's almost like that's a kick like with punches though. with hands. Not even, but not even like Amanda doesn't even. She knocked out Cyborg, but like, how many other like walk off knockouts does she really have like that? She she had kicked Holly. Rousey possibly, but that's yeah. But it still wasn't like you weren't like you. Rousey was you know kind of like finished you know on the feet sort of like it wasn't like you know it wasn't like you need to call a hospital quick. Yeah, and when 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 Kovalevich got knocked out like that, you. You're like, you take her to the hospital now. Don't yeah. no media. She needs to go to the hospital. Andrade yeah. has that power. And at 125, she's not dying to cut. She's not dying to make 105. Yeah. She's healthy. She's happy. Valentina's not even a big 125er. Valentina really wanted to be disciplined. She could probably make 115. So oh, yeah. 
I'm I'm you're leaning Valentina, right? That you're going oh, Valentina. Yeah, I, I don't know if she'll finish her and Jaisa. I might go with the decision. Like quite, a, like you know, like your typical fifty forty five. She probably could, have to go move. So Andrade can make it nasty and get in her face and win a fourth and fifth round. You know, she could yeah. get in her face. And if she doesn't get finished and she's willing to stay in the pocket and make Valentina trade, she could hit Valentina with power. I could see it happening. She could go oh, yeah. to the body. Well, you know, yeah, she's with her size too, those body shots, the hooks body, they're gonna be like they're gonna be there nearly all the time. Yeah, those uh, a fucking solid shovel hook right to the fucking liver. Like that that's yeah. shots there. Um, especially if she can stay in the pocket of Valentina. I don't know if Valentina will have that fight though. I don't. I think Valentina is going to try to stay at range, yeah. and every and every time, every time Andrade rushes in because she has a problem with rushing in. Now she uses head movement, but she still moves that straight line. She doesn't cut angles. I just see Valentina just just hurting her and yeah. and um you know and just timing shots better. All right, so I think this is the consensus fight of the night coming up next. Oh um, yeah, this is my favorite fight on the card by an absolute mile. Yeah, yeah. This is the fight that I'm most excited for, 100%. This is, I mean, outside of Rose Namajunas' random anti-communism stuff <laughs> that, that she's... I that came from. That was quite... I think it's just part of her, like, being nervous and she's trying to, like, psych herself up because she's a little bit of a head case. I yeah. think she's just trying to, you know, motivate herself. I'm not too sure. It's weird, though, because, like, Zhang Weili is not a communist she just happens to be born in china like you don't know her <laughs> you don't know if she is you I mean she could be a hundred percent chinese government anarchist or she could be the a hundred percent the opposite you don't know so you you shouldn't call someone a communist for being born you know during during the holocaust if a baby was born in germany the you know just because it was born in germany doesn't mean it you know <laughs> they su- they supported yeah, Hitler, yeah. so you can you know you can't control where you're born. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if Rose ever told. I don't know if anyone ever told Rose that. But um, <laughs> anyway, odds on the fight. Um, Zhang Weili, she's one minus one ninety, minus two hundred in some places, minus two twenty in some places. Even Rose coming back at plus one sixty five, one sixty three, plus one seventy two. So Rose is the underdog. You know, almost two to one dog. Tough fight for both girls. I can see this fight going a lot of ways. Um, I'm gonna let you take this first, man. No, yeah, like I honestly thought. I honestly thought that the odds for this would be a bit more towards Zhang, like near like the minus two fifty two seventy mark. Even heavier favorite. Yeah, even even heavier even. But like with these odds makers, like it it just shows that how good Rose, like, really is, you know what I mean? Like, the Andrade fight wasn't, like, I mean, they ignore the first one, she's got, like, spine busted or something, so <laughs> ignore that one. But, like, the, the, the second fight, um, like, she, she got caught a few times with Andrade, it kind of worries me a bit in this one, especially against, a, like, a striker like Zhang, like Wei Li. Like, with her power and, you know, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know if I can compare the power between Weili and Andrade. I mean, who do you think the more powerful striker is there, like Weili or Andrade? I'd probably say maybe. I, I think I, I think Andrade is the harder puncher, but I think yeah. I think Zhang Weili has better fight IQ and has better in fight and in moment decision making, and that's how she was able to time her shots in the pocket. If you look at that exchange, Andrade got hit, and it was very reminiscent of the Cyborg and Amanda Nunes fight 
where all of a sudden one person gets hit and the other person is staying a lot more composed in the pocket and mm-hmm. one person is whiffing on shots and the other person is landing clean. And I, that it was very reminiscent of that fight for me. Mm. But yeah, I, as soon I like, for me, I don't know about you, but instantly this fight kind of jumps off to me. It's like, I really want this to be like another Yon Jaychik, Wei Li kind of fight. Like it's, it's got all the perfect like stuff to do it. Like, you know, you know, Rose is going to throw it down no matter what. Same with like, with Wei Li. But the thing is like, the thing that goes me a little bit is if Rose decides to grapple, because I mean, with like Whaley, like she has she has the grapple, she's got submission finishes. I think and I think I don't know if it was her debut or not, but I think she could she's she's got quite a lot of submission finishes, I think, Zhang. I think her first UFC Via armbar. Yeah, I think it was it Talita Bernardo, I think it was. Oh let me tell you. No, a look. Jessica Aguilar, my fault. Yeah. Via armbar, right? Yeah, yeah. first line armbar. So she's she's definitely got those that that grappling grappling acumen. To you know, cause some trouble, but really, we all know really way leave for her striking, really, don't we? Like a lot, a lot of her stuff's like from her striking, especially after the on Jaijing fight. The striking is really where really I think, I I think shines the most. But yeah, I yeah, as for who I think's going to get it, I it's a t- it's a tough one because like Rose's in and out movement could really be. Like her in and out movement, feints, her range, her length could really cause some problems for Zhang. But I, I think Zhang finds a way to really start imposing, imposing herself on the fight with like with her strikes, her powerful strikes. And I, I don't think there'll be a finish in this fight. I think it'll be a Zhang decision. But then again, I, I wouldn't be, also be too surprised if Naviunas takes it, especially with her. Kickboxing acumen with um, Barry in her corner, like her. Is, is it? Are they Trevor Whitman? I know they're together, and and I know they're together. Maybe fiance. I think they're fiance. Yeah. Um, Trevor Whitman's her head coach, so he's a he's a great yeah. he's a great yeah. striking yeah. coach. Um, something I notice about Trevor Whitman fighters that I've noticed lately is they have poor defense. They don't have good striking defense. Think about it, though. Yeah, Justin I, Gaethje. I, I can see where you're getting that, to be fair, yeah. Justin Gaethje. He's a great pressuring fighter. He has great pressuring footwork. When they're offensive, they have great offensive footwork. But when it comes to exiting the pocket and stuff like that, they don't have great technical defense. They move their they move their feet before they move their head. It's just, it's, I think Trevor Whitman is a better offensive striking coach than defense. Um and I just think the stats are there. Like if you look at Usman, Usman is a very, very hittable guy. He's yeah. also he's moved to Trevor Whitman and look at his Gilbert Burns fight. He almost got finished. He was very hittable in that fight. Yeah, Rose Namajuna is very hittable. Rose Namajuna gets hit in a lot of fights. Her Jessica Andrade mm-hmm. fight, her second, her, her second fight, she got hit a lot. Justin Gaethje is a I love Justin Gaethje, but he is a walking oh. heavy bag. Um, <laughs> so those are. Like Tony Ferguson caught him with the cleanest uppercut, exiting the pocket. Like, mm. you know, right at the end of an exchange, Tony Ferguson catches him with a clean uppercut. There, that he he might have finished Justin Gaethje, even though he got completely whooped in that fight. Tony Ferguson could have finished Justin Gaethje if that if that was you know at four minutes thirty seconds in that round. Yeah, uh, thirty seconds more. Yeah, I don't think it happened. He could have clubbed and subbed him. You know, he could have hurt him, hurt him again, and then put him in a dar stroke. Tony oh, yeah. Ferguson shit. So, um, I. 
I'm very, very torn on this because I was thinking Zhang Weili all week, Zhang Weili all week. She's going to probably just run through Rose. Rose doesn't like... Rose is a great fighter when the fight is going her way, but as soon as things start to deter off, um, you even hear Pat Barry in her corner, come on, Rose. Like he... She's a very she's a very mental fighter. She she needs to have her head in the game. Um, and that's the case with a lot of the fighters on this card. Anthony Smith, Uriah Hall, they're all um, I don't want to call them head cases, but they're all fighters that, you know, they have to will themselves into. They have to will themselves into it. I think uh, Rose Naminas can possess a lot of problems to Zangwili. I think she's got the better footwork. I think she is the more technical striker. I think she's a better striker, but I think Zhang Weili possesses more power. Yeah. Zhang Weili is a very short puncher, and she misses on a lot of her shots. I think if Rose can make her have an extended exchange in the pocket, she can catch her. You know, maybe maybe Zhang Weili hits her two or three times, but the fourth shot is a big shot that she misses on. If you watch her Yoani on J-Check fight, Zhang Weili will throw a three three punch combination, miss with the first two shots, and then hit land a leg kick or something, you know, and land the last big shot. I think missing those first two shots, leaping into the pocket, being such a short range fighter, can get her caught against a person like Rose. I also think Weili Zhang is a good kicker and she has good power. If you follow her on Instagram, you should see her training videos. She fucking she's she's like she's built like in a lab, dude. She's a fucking monster. Um, she's just like a powerhouse and she's technical too. So it's crazy. You don't see many fighters like that, that are that technical. Mm-hmm. Um, she, if she comes out there and, you know, starts leg kicking Rose and starts calf kicking her in the first round and willing to take Rose a shot and just calf kicking and she spends a round and a half, just laying down heavy calf kicks. She can finish her with the hands because Rose, it'll be gone. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's the smartest plan. If I was Zhang Weili and I was in her camp, I would be, kicking the shit out of Rose. I'd be leg kicking her to bits. Um I'm torn on this fight because I think I think Rose is the better fighter as far as a skill set. I think Rose is a better grappler and I think Rose is a better striker. I think Zhang Weili is has more power. I think Zhang Weili has more durability and I think Zhang Weili has a better gas tank. If you look at the fights with Jessica Andrade, you know the last round and a half she was able to yeah. pour it on she was able to pour it on Rose, and Rose has taken a lot of damage. The second it started stopping, you know, it didn't go her way. It it kind of went downhill for her. I could see Rose catching Zhang Weili in an exchange early and hurting her and possibly getting a club and sub win. I could also see Zhang Weili finishing Rose in the fourth or fifth round or winning the last three rounds of this fight. Very torn. Um, if you are a gambling man, I would definitely sprinkle something on Rose Namajunas. Yeah. Um, especially like by finish, because I think that would be a heavy plus line, and either by submission or you know knockout. I don't. It's going to be two different lines. You could look them up, but if you're listening to this podcast and you like to gamble, that's something I would look at. I would look at Rose by submission. I think Rose has better takedowns. I think Rose is the better grappler. But I'm just I, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Zhang Wei Li. Reason <laughs> being is I think she's just more durable, and I think she has the better gas tank and. If she has the same fight that she has with Joanna, I think she can start piecing up Rose in the fourth and fifth round. Um, I know Rose had multiple, you know, she knocked out Joanna and then had a you know war with her again, which is a very underrated fight. Go back and watch that. That's a very, very underrated fight. I just don't think that Rose can have that Zhang Wei Li, you know, Young Jacek fight. I don't think Rose yeah. can have that fight. 
I don't think she's durable enough to do it. And I don't think her head, I don't think she's got the same mental ability to take those shots and still stand in the pocket and put her foot down and trade like Yoana did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a banger because I could see Rose coming out here and clipping her. Rose has, um, I, I was reading a stat earlier. Rose percentage wise has more knockdowns than any woman in the UFC. She, awesome. if you, if you look at her first fight with Jessica Andrade, she fucking she was it was like a 10-8 round in the first round. Yeah, Dropped yeah. her, caught her slipping. Like I could see her doing that to Zhang. And the problem with the problem that Zhang has is she's not a very, very crazy pressuring fighter. She likes to take the center of the octagon. So she'll allow Rose to, you know, to stay on the outside and pick shots oh, yeah, at her. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough, it's tough, man. It's really tough. I'm going with Zhang, but I'm not gonna be surprised if Rose gets it done. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very close. It's just, you know, it's, 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 almost, it's almost one of those pick-and-cut kind of fights, you know? That's why if I was a gambling man, I would be putting money on Rose only because I think it could be a pick em fight mm. and she is like a two-to-one two to one underdog or close to it. Yeah. All right, main event. Oh, this is a rematch. We got Jorge Gamebred Mavidal versus Camaro. Kamaru Usman, Nigerian Nightmare versus Game Bread. Mm. Oz on this fight. It's like four to one, isn't it? It's pretty much. Even more. Um, yeah. Jorge Masvidal right now at five dimes is at a plus 350. Kamaru Usman coming in at minus 440. Some places he's even higher. I think he's um, minus 500 somewhere. Jesus. Yeah, that's just nuts. Um, and then Jorge Masvidal, you can find him at plus 350, plus 300, plus 330. There's some... Some... Sports International has him at plus 235 and Usman at minus 320. That's just a weird line. Mm. Um, so, <clears throat> interesting fight. Last fight was on six-day notice. Jorge Masvidal got on a private jet and cut weight on the way to Abu Dhabi. Um, you could say he was unprepared you could say he didn't he didn't train all of those would be true i would argue um at the same time hate him or love him he could be you know he's marty from nebraska he's one of the corniest fighters on the roster in my opinion but kamar usman's a good fucking fighter oh yeah um i'll let you go ahead and take this i that's my introduction on this fight tell me what you think man i i was thinking it's pretty clear cut to be honest, I, I think it's going to be another. I think it's going to be a similar result to the first fight where Usman just <clears throat> puts the pressure on, has him against the cage, you know, in those clinch situations with those body shots, maybe foot stomps, even those, and just putting the pressure on, maybe getting some takedowns. But yeah, unless like I, I know there's like everyone says like oh, Jorge would have done this in six days or whatever. I, I don't think much changed in this fight. To be honest with you. I really don't think much changes too much. I mean, like you said, Usman is, like you said, a very hittable guy. And if anyone's going to find the mark, it's going to be Jorge. But I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be one of those performances where he, he gets like 50, 45 again, just like against the cage, win the clinch work, in the wrestling. Because that's where Kamara is really going to, you know, have the biggest advantage in this fight, where no matter where, like, wherever it, where, where the fight goes, he will have the biggest advantage in that wrestling department. So yeah, I, I'm I'm already like making my pick. I've, I've already, I'm, I'm, for me, it's pretty clear cut. Um, for other people, maybe not so. But yeah, I, I've got Usman quite easily by unanimous decision, like 50-45, 50-44, In all honesty. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think Jorge Masvidal's only way to win this fight 
is to hurt him on the feet. It's yeah. it's obvious he's not going to out-wrestle Usman. Um, Usman's not going to finish him. Jorge Masvidal's super durable. He's never been fi- The only time he's ever been finished was by inverted triangle, and he, he didn't yeah, tap. That was, that was you know, that was some, and that was in, I don't think it was in Bodog. I think I was in, was it Bellator? I think it was Bellator Strikeforce. But it was like in 2009 or so. It was like fucking years ago. And I think it's when Bellator had like the, the black match. I think it was them. Yeah, it was just, it was, yeah. it was. It was, you know, a long time ago. I think it was like ten years ago or some absurd, yeah. you know, some absurd amount of time ago. Um, Jorge Masvidal. If anyone deserves to be where he is from, from where he came from and what he's had to do to to become a professional MMA fi- MMA fighter fighting for the UFC title, mm-hmm. um, not many dudes have had to go through. You know, he has a very similar path to Bisbing to the to a title shot. You know, or yeah. even or even Jan Blahovich. Like these are guys that, um, for lack of better terms, got it out the mud. Like these dudes. They've, you know, come from the bottom. Yeah. I think Jorge is doing the right things. I think he's talking shit in the presser. I think the only way he wins this fight is if he tries to have a a pissing competition with Usman. He has to get into Usman's head and make Usman have a pissing contest with him where they're they're seeing who has the bigger dick. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if Usman is willing to do it, though. Usman, if he's smart, he's going to... Fight him in the clinch, try to take him down, press him up against the cage, and fight the same fight he fought with Tyron Woodley. That's how that's how Usman wins this fight. I don't think <clears throat> I think Gilbert may be a little bit more explosive than Jorge, but maybe not. If you look at his knockout of Darren Till, mm. Jorge is very explosive. Even the Ben Askren knockout, that's explosive athleticism. Jorge yeah. is an explosive guy. Jorge is a He's a technical striker, but he's you can tell him and Yoel Romero do a lot of training together because it's more of explosion techniques. Like he will switch stance and throw a just like his Darren Till knockout, like the, the way he was able to switch stance and throw a left. Mm. And he's fast and explosive. He's not really a he's got great timing, great explosiveness, but he's not like a Steven Thompson type of striker where he is yeah. hiding. He's not hiding techniques behind other techniques. So like how Robert Whitaker will hide that head kick behind his right hand. Like oh, yeah. Jorge, Jorge's not doing stuff like that. He's more explosive and he's more about his timing. And when he catches you, he's going to – he hits you with a three-punch combination. He's not hitting people with, with you know, one shot. Look at his finish against Cowboy Cerrone. Um, Jorge's fought everybody. Jorge's an OG in the game. Usman's – Jorge Masvidal is the – all-around better mixed martial artist, I believe, but I think Usman's gr- grappling ability and his wrestling ability and his clinch game is just—he's just so big and he's so strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so if if he's probably going to weigh twenty pounds more than Jorge on fight night, yeah. it wouldn't su- it wouldn't surprise me because Jorge's not a big one seventy or he's coming up. He's come up from fifty five. He fought a lot of his career at fifty five. Mm. Um. But like I was saying, I think Jorge needs to really, really get, and especially these last couple of days, it's 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 you know Friday morning for you, Thursday night for me. I think Jorge needs to really double down and start putting out some dirty tweets, saying something, you know, maybe bringing up his dad's incarceration, really get into his head, doing some, you know, to make Usman want to have a striking match with him, to make Usman want to try to knock him out. Usman said he's going to knock him out, you you know, but Usman's not going to try to straight trade with him. Yeah, he, 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 you would be ill-advised to try to stand up and strike with Jorge. I mean, anyone at 170, even even Stephen Thompson, even though he beat him once already, I, I 
I don't think anybody would, if they have another route to victory, you need to employ those, you need to employ that technique. Yeah. And I just think, I think you're right. I think Usman's just going to, you know, press him up against the cage, hit him with body shots, stomp his feet, you know, maybe try to hit him in the clinch. Or even if you watch their last fight, like Usman was trying to land shots and Jorge has great head movement. He's, he's, he's a, he has great vision. He's great mm-hmm. at dodging shots. When he does get touched, he'll get flat. He has flash knockdowns. Like when, when Till hit him, Till hit him. And before he hit the ground, he already recovered. He popped right back up. And then he won the rest. Then he won the rest of the round. So, I mean, to to, I don't know if you're knocking out Jorge Masvidal. I think you can maybe finish him with ground and pound, but it's gonna it's tough, man. Um, I'm I'm also on Usman as well. Um, Jorge's from Miami. I grew up and I'm raised in Miami. I'm obviously rooting for Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's good for the UFC if either guy wins. But we're we're both on Usman, man. It's gonna be a banger of a card. I'm stoked for it. You get to watch it for free. I gotta fucking pay for it. Isn't it? It's part <laughs> no, of your cable I, I package. What's that? It's part of your cable package, right? Yeah, I'm with the yeah. It was beta sport. Yeah, yeah. So it costs seventy US dollars to watch the pay per view. So it costs me seventy dollars a month to be a UFC fan, not including my yeah. five ninety nine monthly ESPN Plus subscription. Yeah thing is because i i only i only pay for the actual bt sport and literally nothing else because I, I don't do that like the wi-fi package nothing like that 25 quid a month that's it cheap for anything you want <laughs> and then unless it's box office you've got to pay like an extra 19.99 at the most Shit. yeah man yeah. So, um sometimes i know a guy that i know a guy that gets some streams and they're all like bt sports streams Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it gets some pirated. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I know it's fucking super early in the morning where you are. You're a soldier for this. Tell everybody where they can find you one more time. Yeah, yeah. At, uh, four Ounce MMA on Instagram. So that's four ounce dot MMA. Yeah, be, send me a message. Take this to the podcast. Yeah, it's, uh, love to hear from you. Perfect. And you can find me on Instagram, Dev Goes Fishing. I'm, if you know me, you know I'm a fisherman as well. I am the MMA fish guy on Twitter. Pretty active on there, but not as active as I should be. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. This will be up tonight, and it'll be up for you tomorrow when you wake up. Go ahead and send me a direct message on Instagram if you ever want to ask me about a fight or you want to tell me my podcast sucks, whatever you want to say. I'm here for it. I appreciate you guys for tuning in, and enjoy the fights.